WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Paul, the car doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Sunday morning. And Tim, how cold did you say it was going to be? Uh, overnight, it's going to be twi- yeah. 27. 27. Yeah. So, and you said maybe a snow flurry. Tuesday morning. Which yeah. leads us to our guest, oh, which is Jay Condrick of Boston Mobile Tire and... Uh, they're not they're not snow tires anymore, Jay. Are they? Uh, no, we like to call them winter tires, John. Because uh, would uh, would twenty some odd degrees on the south shore of Massachusetts be considered winter? <laughs> In a lot of places, that would be considered winter, but absolutely on the south shore. Yeah, and and it really is, you know, it really is one of those things. It, people don't realize the importance of winter tires. And before we get started on that, let's talk a little a little bit about you and your business, which is Boston Mobile Tire, which is a little different name than when I first sort of e met you, right? That's right. That's right. We were uh, we were part of a franchise at the time, and uh, you know we could do a whole, uh, I guess, segment on. The, the evils of franchising, but the franchise franchise or didn't uh, didn't work out. Uh, they went out of business, and uh, so you know I, I rebranded and, and am out on my own as Boston Mobile Tire. That happened be um, <clears throat> three years ago in uh, in April. And and the idea behind this is, and you, you provide not just the convenience, but you provide a huge choice to people who, you know, maybe not sure what they want with their tires, not sure what they think is the best thing for them. So you give them a lot of uh, both your experience and sort of your customer reviews on what people like and don't like for tires, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I like to say that, you know, we're, we're tire agnostic, meaning, you know, a lot of folks, uh, whether they've got a set of winter tires in the garage that they bought previously or, uh, you know, they go online and they shop around and do, do their own research and buy their own tires, you know, we're happy to put those on, obviously, as long as they're safe and the right size for the car and all that other stuff. But um, so, so in that regard, you know, we're happy to just show up and provide our service, which is a mobile tire business. We'll come to your home or to your work or wherever your car is during the day and install the tires. Uh, we mount and balance on site. Uh, we recycle if you need us to take tires away and, you know, with Massachusetts state compliance with recycling. And, uh, but yeah, you know, as, as far as, you know, all the options, you know, we also are a tire dealer. So, you know, and I'm not, because we're mobile, I don't carry a huge inventory in the van or, you know, in my, out of my home. I, I rely on, you know, four or five local warehouses that, um, you know, that provide the tires typically same day or next day. And, and as a result, you know, if somebody calls me for advice on a tire, you know, I'm not staring them to my garage or my warehouse to see, hmm, you know, what do I have? What do I need to unload? You know, I just sort of listen to what they're doing, what their use case is. And then, you know, we do our research as well and then try to make a good recommendation for them that, you know, isn't dependent on, you know, what I'm trying to sell this week. And your wife's probably happy your house isn't full of tires. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Yes, uh, she, uh, 
I mean, there's enough in my, you know, my side of the garage has some some tire inventory, and she will complain about that rubber odor at times. But yeah, in general, yes, yeah, she's happy that we don't have a, a, a driveway full of tires or a house full of tires. Yeah, there you go. And and the idea that you, you your service area is sort of Metro Boston up to the North Shore, down to the South Shore. Where's your service area? I try to stay. You know, I, I call it the. You know the 128 belt, but basically inside 495, I'm I'm comfortable. You know my business is based out of Norwood. I grew up on the South Shore. Um, you know I, I have friends and family in Duxbury Marshfield area that I'll I'll go down to to visit. So that's typically as far sort of south as we'll go. Um, you know people call me and they say they they live in Plymouth, and you and I both know like that, well they could practically be on the canal, right? So I, I try to avoid. You know Plymouth is sort of the no man's land for me. It's just at some point, staring at the windshield is not a good way to make money for us. So we, we try not to travel too far. Um, you know, or I'll have folks that uh, live live further away, but, you know, they work in and near Boston. And so their car's parked at the, you know, at the train station. I've, I've changed tires at train stations for folks or at their office building or, you know, again, any, any one of those sort of park and ride areas. Uh, as long as we can get near, near the car, we can change the tires there. And the idea, and you're doing you're doing exactly the same, if not probably a higher level of service than what might be typically done at uh, a good quality tire store, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, this is all we do. Um, it's all I do. Uh, it's obviously it's my business. Um, I care deeply about the you know the the quality and the the level of service that we're giving, and you know, I, you know, I'm. I'm humbled, honestly, by the you know hundreds of five star reviews. Basically, in any site that you can go to, whether it's Facebook or uh, you know Yelp or um, Google or anywhere, you know that's all we have is is reviews and I've, I've, you know five star reviews. So you know sometimes at a tire shop and you know there's good ones all around. I, I can think rattle off a half a dozen, right? But uh, you know sometimes it's not always their best guy that's doing tires. It's tends to be sort of a considered an entry level position like at a car dealership um and even in the shops themselves uh you know the their good guy is doing an engine rebuild or something or a complicated transmission diagnostic or you know whatever and their lower level guy is doing the tires and in my case um you know it's uh, the higher the highest level guy is doing the tires and that's all we do so you know, yeah, I like to think we we do. You know, we've got top of the line, state of the art Italian um, equipment made by Corgi. It's designed to, you know, touch free, uh, scratch free, you know, all of that, and, and high speed precision balancing that we do. So yes, I'd like to think that we offer a higher level of service. Yeah, and and the idea that y- you have the experience, and and it bothers me. You know, last year, uh, maybe it was late spring. I had four tires put on my car, and it bothers me that I walk by the um, right rear tire, no, left rear tire, I think it is, and I see a bunch of weights stuck opposite another bunch of weights. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and you know, that sigh in your voice just told me that, you know, they could have done better. Uh, they absolutely, I, I think... Um so I know some of your listeners are probably like, what's he talking about, right? So when we balance tires, and, and people are always 
it's funny. My wife was one of those. Like she watched me balance the first set of tires that I ever did. I think it was off of her car, and um, she thought there's no way that adding you know a quarter of an ounce of weight to a 50 pound wheel assembly is going to make a difference. And yet, you know, and I, I literally handed her. I think we had quarter ounce uh, weights, and I handed her a couple, and she just again just shook her head. And she's really not a car person, right? But. But she took her, I think it was a Subaru Outback at the time, she took her for a ride after I rebalanced the tires that she'd been riding around on for, you know, the two years or so, and couldn't believe how much better the car felt. So, you know, adding a little bit of weight onto the edge of the wheel, inner edge of the wheels, will make a huge difference in the way it rides. And, uh, but yeah, I have... um, you know, I don't know that I publish it on social media, but I, I keep on my phone, I take pictures at times of, you know, I go to do, you know, a seasonal tire swap, and I'm not the person that put the, let's call it the summer tires on, mm-hmm. and I, I look, and holy cow, yeah, to your point, there's weights, opposite weights, which is, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's, you know, the, the, the machines are designed to tell you to put weight on one part of the wheel, and that's, you know, an inner edge and an outer edge are the two places that you would put weight. But you wouldn't put weight opposite each other because it, you know, it negates the other side. So, right. So, yeah, that would drive me nuts. And, John, we'll, you know, Let's make sure that your listeners know I'm not the one that balanced those tires. And, <laughs> you you uh, are not. You are not. If you were in Florida, you might have been the ones that were balancing my tires, yeah. but you weren't. So, um, no. but the idea that you know, occasionally, do you have to match, you know, match wheels and tires, spin the tire around to try to find the lowest spot in the tire opposite the highest spot in the wheel to try to get the roundest assembly you can. So that. That's a great question. So a lot of times people ask me if I do road force balance, and the short answer is no. And the long mm-hmm. answer is that, um, you know, a road force machine uh, takes up a lot of real estate, you know, on a shop yep. floor, never in a van. So uh, there's no mobile tire business that I'm aware of that uses a, a road force machine. And a road force machine does two things. It does the, you know, radial weight variation, which was what my machine does, all tire balancing mm-hmm. machines. And then they also will do that uh, radial uh, force and radial, I guess it's just looking to your point about this, the roundness of the tire. Um, My machine doesn't do that. And it's a little bit of, uh, frankly, it's my experience, right? I'm I'm balancing tires all day long. You know, I'll do, you know, 20 tires a day is a typical day. And so, you know, we, we do that. We're staring at these things and we'll see that, you know, that out of roundness you're talking about. Um, we rarely have to index a tire, which is when you, to what your point, you know, the wheel stays in one position, you, you rotate the tire relative to the wheel, trying to get them to be round. Um, it Honestly, it doesn't. I think I've got, I can probably give you one person in three years of doing this that, you know, our, we weren't able to balance their tires using this standard sort of radial weight variation and that they needed to go to a road force shop to have it done properly so your point that we we don't we don't do it and and we don't see the the use case for it i mean rarely 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 but you but you based on your experience know what's right and what's wrong and i think that's the important part like you pointed out sometimes the person that's changing the tires in the garage or sometimes a tire store um doesn't have a ton of experience because they the 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 store may say okay we're going to take this new person in they're going to become a tire changer and then they're going to become the lube and oil guy and then maybe if they show some more skill they become the 
break and strut guy, and then that sort of thing happens all over again. But this is what you do, and this is um, this is what you live, which gives you that experience and gives you gives you that expertise, right? Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, to, to paraphrase uh, Yogi Berra, I mean, eighty percent of it is the machine, and the other half is the person operating it, right? And uh, um, you know, even the, the the machine that we have, you know, the first time you ever balance tires using these things, it's maybe it's a little complicated, or overwhelming. But in all candor, it's pretty straightforward. The machine does all the work, mm. um, and learn not to argue with the machine about weights, right? If it, if it calls for two ounces of weight, put two ounces of weight on. Just because it yep. looks like a lot, it's not a lot. And uh, uh, but but yeah, you can. You know, if you're kind of not paying attention, you know, well, again, there's sort of, you know, there's some sizing, uh, the collets that you put on to the back of the wheel and before you start the procedure. And there's, you know, there's some overlap between the, the sizes, you know, that's designed so that they fit, you know, 99% of the wheel population, if you will, that's out there. Um, and I'm trying to think, of, like, a, frankly, like a Subaru Outback, my wife's car, the old car that one of our daughters is driving now. Um it, it kind of sort of fit one size call it it kind of sort of fit the other it fits one better than the other it, it'll balance either way but if i use the bigger of the two let's just say it sometimes doesn't balance correctly and i just learned that so anytime i'm doing a subaru i know all right i'm going to take the smaller of the two you know three call yeah. that i have um you know to your point so i know maybe you know i've seen i've seen cars that have come from high-end shops uh that you know supposedly their, their best guy did the work and to your point like it but the but the car's not balanced the car's you know vibrating going down the road i don't know what happened Got a bad day trying to do three things at once i don't know but you know we see it all the time and it's just very simple it takes five minutes redo it do it the right way and the car drives better and the the idea of you you know your expertise expertise in this field is also going to help you with when a customer or potential customer calls you up and says hey jay you know i have a 2018 subaru outback and it's been great in the winter weather since i've had it but you know i'm going to be you know i'm going to my kid's going to start snowboarding i want to head up north more often um is there a recommendation that you know works better and i and i would guess by talking with your customers and through your experience you can you can come up with a a, a little bit more informed decision than um Uniroyals are on sale this week <laughs> yeah I, I i'd like to think so again it's a lot of it's just it's the experience and just you know my own family i have six kids john uh and um you know, it's a Brady Bunch deal, right? I'm second marriage for us both, and my three, her three. Um, you know, we've got everything from, you know, one of my knuckleheads likes has a 350Z that he, you know, wants to drive on the racetrack. And then I have a, a daughter who drives a Prius and likes to snowboard, to your point. So, um, you know, we're all over the map in our own family with, with tires. And um, it's helped me, you know, to be able to ask a few questions again when people call in and understand what they're doing with the car before we, to your point, just tell them, you know, whatever's on sale this week. Yeah. And let's get let's get back to winter tires. Winter tires aren't just for the snow. They're for the cold temperatures, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I, um, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of experience, again, in my own life with, with doing this stuff. But I, I actually went to a training program, you know, put on by Michelin last year up in Vermont. And that was one of the things that they drove home to us was just, 
you know, a, a good all season and then let's go to the next level all weather and then into a dedicated winter tire and even a winter with studs, you know, there gets to be a point where when the temperatures drop uh, below, say, freezing, you know, every day and then even into the single digits, like some of the best all season tires and even the best all weather tires just won't. They just won't give you any grip. They start to get firm uh, below, you know, when you start to get into those single-digit temps and a dedicated winter tire, it's got that softer tread compound, and that's the only thing that's going to give you any traction in that kind of weather. And, again, you know, if you live in situate, maybe not the biggest issue to go to a, you know, a studded winter tire, right, or even a, a full winter tire. But you still want a good all-weather tire depending on, you know, what you're doing with a car. Um, you don't want to be on summer tires for sure, even if you're on the Cape um, all year round. Right. And the idea that an all-season tire, which, you know, let's face it, most people have all-season tires on their car. But the same all-season tire that you're going to buy in Norwood is the same all-season tire you're going to buy in Phoenix. And the weather's different. But it's the same tire. Um, you know, all-season tires, I think, were more of a, you know, they were a, a marketing phenomenon um, here in the U.S. I think it was Goodyear that started it, um, you know, years ago. And they, they kind of sold us on this whole concept of, hey, you know, one tire, you never have to swap them over. And it's a great premise. And to your point, you know, in a lot of places, it, it works. They, they, they tend to be, uh, you know, higher tread depth to start with so they last a long time excuse me last a long time uh they're great in the rain uh you know in, in drizzly weather or sleet you know they're fine um but as we get into the you know the northern united states north northeast and some of those places you really need a tire that's going to handle the you know below freezing temperatures and and the deeper snow that we you know we run into up here yeah now i remember years back i was road testing an audi and I'll say it was an A4 Quattro, it might have been an A6, and I literally left my house in Abington, drove to almost the end of the street and turned around and came back. There was about three inches of snow on the ground, and the car was undrivable because it's it still had its summer tires on the car. And, you know, it didn't, there was no notation that said, don't drive this car in the snow, but it was just, the car was totally undrivable. I drove it about three months later with with uh, a good set of dedicated winter tires on it. Thing was like a billy goat, a completely different car. It's amazing the difference. Um, I, I actually, I fixed a flat for a customer the other day in Needham, um, and he had a, a BMW, what the heck was it, X3 M40i. Um, it's a you know sport utility yep. with a sport Hard package, yeah. staggered 20-inch tires, run flats. And uh, he had the car for two years. He did not know <laughs> that he has dedicated summer tires on that car. It's part of a sport package from BMW. They only come, they're, they're, frankly, they're, I've done some research for them. There is only a, you know, in a run flat, that size, that you know, um, speed rating, weight rating, all that stuff. There, there only exists a summer tire. He has to get a second set of wheels to get a winter tire, or even frankly, an, an all-season tire on that car. Um, but, but there's a lot of folks driving around like that that really are unaware that they're yeah. on summer tires. You know, um, uh, I think some of the what is it, the Tesla uh, Model S plaid or the model three plaid whichever that you know they'll only come with a high performance summer tire um and people are kind of shocked to, to learn that 
know, when they drive them home in, you know, November and December or whenever they, you know, pick them up. And and really, those tires, like you said, those summer tires in cold weather, it's a little bit like that, uh, you know, like I can't even think of that three, three-wheel three plastic scooter thing that every kid, you know, 20 years ago had. You know, those those rubber tires didn't stick to, to anything on that. That's why they spun around in circles all the time. Same thing with these with these summer tires in cold weather. They're just, they're, they're hard hockey pucks. They, they really are. And, uh, I mean... You know, so try to explain to the like this this customer in Needham that I mentioned the other day that that uh, you know he drove that car all last year. Now remember last winter, well up here, we, you know we I don't oh. think we really I, I know I never used my snowblower last year. I know that um, I never used the snowblower. Uh, we never had that much accumulation. You know, it, was, it wasn't that tough a winter. So the fact that he made it through, you know, without killing himself, you know, okay, but. Um, but I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people driving around like that that think that, eh, you know, well, that's fine. It, and yeah. the reality is, your point, you know, below uh, 40 degrees, if you were to read the, you know, the manual that came with those tires, those summer tires, the, the people that make the tires will tell you it's unsafe to drive them, that they uh, they lose their, I think the term is plasticity, uh, they start to harden, and, uh, you know, they, they you can actually damage the tire according to the people that make the tires if you drive them below you know like that 40 degree temperature you can actually you know damage the tire and you know leak a blowout or you know yeah. problem with the top so before we so, yeah. let you go you're as we're talking here two two thoughts came into my mind one is you know doing the dedicated set of winter tires and maybe a separate set of wheels to go with it um and then sometimes you run into tire pressure monitor issues you have the capability to handle all of that stuff yeah, so, uh, you know, so the short answer is yes, we had the, the capability to do that. We, we carry, uh, there's a, there's a, without mentioning brands, right? There's types of tire pressure monitoring uh, sensors. There's about four or five companies that make them for all the different OEMs. And then there's a couple versions out there. They, they're called programmable. So, for example, if I were to, uh, I've done this for a bunch of folks. They've got their summer tires and wheels with the sensors in them. We, we, we provide another set of wheels. And then we'll actually just, literally copy and paste the code uh, from the sensor that's in their left front tire. We'll, we'll paste that into the one that we're going to put on the left front of the winter tires. And we do the swap and then, you know, the car doesn't know anything happened. It's, it's you know, um, and then, you know, if, if the people decide to do it themselves in the future, you know, there's no issue. They just swap them back and forth. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I should mention, you know, there are a lot of cars now. You mentioned Audi earlier. There's a lot of cars now that don't have actually have sensors in the wheels. There's nothing to, to swap over. They just have rubber valve stems, and they use the wheel speed sensors. It's called an indirect system. So you know, it depends on your car. You might not need TPMS sensors in your winter wheels and tires, but, you know, either way, we can we can help them out. Yeah. And if somebody has, and you mentioned run flats on that BMW X3 M40i thing, whatever it was, um, the... the um, how about somebody who wants to do away with the run flats and go to conventional, normal tires that are not run flats? Are you okay with doing that? Uh, so, eh. knowing they don't uh, have a spare, you know. Yeah, um, I, you know. So, so my my lawyer would recommend that I tell you that no, I'm not comfortable with doing that. So, it, it, the short answer is, you know, the BMW engineers designed or whoever put the run flats on a particular car. BMW is not the only one that has a Mercedes big a lot yep. of brands. Right, the, the engineers that designed that car 
and, and specify that tire, all of the handling and all the safety features, the stability control, the anti-lock brakes, all of it is designed around a tire with a very thick sidewall, you know, a, a run-flat specific tire. You know, if you start messing around with that stuff, you have to know that you could be, you know, introducing a, a failure point in your safety system at a pump point when, you know, and, and the only time we need these safety systems is when we least think we need them, right? In an emergency, a kid in the road, or whatever. And, um, and you know, I don't want to be responsible for, for that, something like that. So the short yeah. answer is no. Am I, you know, have I ever swapped tires for somebody and, and discovered that, you know, I don't know, two two tire shops ago they switched switched over to non-run flats because they're less expensive and they like the way they ride. Sure, I mean um, it happens; it's out there, um, but I, I don't think it's the best idea. If you just think yeah. you're going to save a couple of bucks to go to a less expensive tire, you you might be introducing a, a potential failure point in us in a critical safety system. And and the other part the other part of it is that. Um you know, you know. Somebody once said to me, "Are you an engineer?" And I said, "Maybe a junkyard engineer, but you know, I can, you know, but I'm not an engineer." And you know, as you pointed out, engineers designed this tire, this wheel combination, run flat or not, for this particular vehicle. And sometimes, when you oversize the wheel and tire combination, you have now re-engineered the vehicle, and you're going to affect the. Uh, not just overall handling, but the the how well it's going to stop. Absolutely, um, especially oversized. Um, you know, I, I've seen it. You know, I've experienced it in, in my in the past with personal vehicles. Uh, it absolutely changes the whole dynamic of the car. I mean, sometimes it's for the better. You know, we get involved in some some racing stuff off road, and and uh, you know, we make changes to tires and are blown away by the difference. But that being said, I guess on the you know the typical passenger car. Uh, it's too many people want to put the biggest tire and wheel combination that'll fit on their Jeep that they don't even take off road, right? They just like the look, and that what they don't understand is they're going to, you know, it affects the, the gearing, so the car won't accelerate the way it used to. It, it definitely won't stop. You introduce more uh, uh, rolling resistance. You're going to introduce more weight to the whole rotating assembly, and yeah, it changes the whole dynamic of the car. Not not always for the better. Well, we've kept you longer than I said I was going to, and I hope you don't mind, but it seems like we can talk about tires and, and the function that they have with the vehicle. And, you know, I, I've said before, the tires are the only part of your car that touches a car and that's touches the ground, and that's how important they are, and people kind of forget about that. That little, you know, one-foot square patch of rubber that touches the ground is is what makes that tire so important. And the idea of going to an expert and having an expert come to you, I think, is is uh, can work out really really well and i'm sure in your business you've met some interesting we'll, we'll use the word characters on the way <laughs> yeah um you know what uh, my wife will laugh because I, I come home at the end of the day or and and i'm talking about whatever we did that day and i rarely talk about you know I don't know, tread patterns, right, or tire pressure monitoring or any of the, you know, the things you and I have been discussing. It's the fact that, you know, uh, my, my customer is a, you know, I don't know, I don't, the one who does, um, he, he does therapy, but he specializes in the use of cannabis during with his patients, you know, like that type of thing, or, uh, you know, someone else that owns a chain of bakery shops up on the North Shore. It's just interesting folks all the time. And I'm sure you've been into your share of... Uh Garage Mahal man caves too. Uh, 
um, yeah, I mean, there yeah. are, uh, yeah, there, 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 people have garages that, um, you know, you or I, I think, would be very happy to, to live in permanently, and they're, you know, out back. But, yeah, there's some, some really nice ones. I've got one guy that's got 65 cars in two separate buildings um and when i and he's got a staff that uh that so you're ser- you're servicing jay leno's garage is that it <laughs> it's close um but literally i like i will drive in into one of the buildings uh to service the, so you have 35 mostly porsches in one particular garage and when i pull into my van we'll do our work and as i back out there's a guy with a mop that cleans up the tire tread so that it doesn't you won't know that i was even there it's wow. amazing <laughs> Pretty good stuff. And if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Uh, believe it or not, we have a website. It's called bostonmobiletire.com. Um, my phone number is there. It's uh, 781. What is my number? Uh, I, I can never remember. 571-3065. Um, and, you know, I'm the guy that answers the phone, much to my wife's chagrin, morning, noon, and night. And, um, and you know, any questions or any issues, I'm always happy to help. So, uh, one more time, it's bostonmobiletire.com, and I'll read the phone number. It's 781-571-3065. That's the one. That's the one. I just just read it right off your website, so, you know, hopefully I got that right. So, hey, Jay, (laughs) I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day, kind of giving us that, uh, you know, giving us that whole feel of, you know, how important it is to make sure you have the right tires on your car, and like uh, Tim pointed out earlier, 20-some-odd degrees tomorrow, maybe a little snow starting on the South Shore, maybe this week. Be ready now. Don't wait until don't wait until the first snowstorm. Everybody's going everybody's to want to call you then. Do it a little bit early. Be prepared, right? Yeah, and if we could, um, tell your folks to check their tire pressure. The, the light's going to be on tomorrow morning. It's not because, you know, the, the guy that changed your oil yesterday did something wrong. It's because, you, you know, your tire pressure is low. So just check your tire pressure, inflate them to the correct pressure, and then if there's still an issue, then call me. But please check your pressures first. Yeah, yeah. No, it it makes sense. In fact, we just did a study at AAA about tire pressure monitor systems and how they work, but one of the key things we said was don't throw away your tire gauge. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Jay, thanks a lot. Thank you, John. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Jay Conrick, Boston Mobile Tire. Best prices on tires is what it says right on his website, so give him a call. BostonMobileTire.com. We'll be right back. My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-hour, 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. 
Don't miss one of the nation's best traditions, America's hometown Thanksgiving celebration in Plymouth. This nationally ranked Thanksgiving celebration kicks off Friday night, November 17th at 7 with the Plymouth Philharmonic Orchestra. Saturday morning, the Thanksgiving Parade's opening ceremony begins at 9.30 at Plymouth Rock at 10. That's where the parade begins. It features historically accurate, chronologically displayed floats, nationally recognized drum and bugle corps, reenactment units from every period of American history, and military marching units. Also on Saturday, enjoy water fun activities for the family, the portal to the past, reenactment village, a beer and wine garden, and the children's pavilion. Grab a bite to eat along Food Truck Alley. Saturday evening brings America's best performing drum and bugle corps reunion concert at Memorial Hall. Free shuttles from the Kingston MBTA every 15 minutes Saturday. Don't miss the annual harvest market on the waterfront on Sunday. America's hometown Thanksgiving celebration, November 17th through the 19th on the Plymouth Waterfront. Visit usathanksgiving.com for more information. Talk radio with a South Shore point of view. Hi, I'm Kevin Chachi. Join me tomorrow for Monday Night Talk, where the South Shore comes to talk. Tomorrow night, after the 6 o'clock news here on 95.9 WAPD. Welcome back to the Carter Doctor Program on 95.9 WATD. Uh, filling in for Jesse today is Tim. And Tim sent me a couple of pictures of uh, wherever he gets his car service. They Down in Middleborough. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Shout out to um, uh, Petrie Automotive. That's oh, the name okay. of the place. All yeah. right. Uh, pretty cool cars they had on display there. Uh, they had a... One of my... F- Actually, they had two of my favorite cars. They had a 69 Camaro Z28, but very unique because it had the 302 engine in it. Anybody who knows about the 68, 69 Camaros, that 302 was a specially developed engine, and my brain's a little foggy of why it was developed in such a way as it was, but it's a kind of a a merger of a a 283 and a 327 to come up with that 302 cubic inch thing, and, and People that didn't know said, what's it got, a Ford engine in it? It's got a 30... No, it was a specially designed engine for that vehicle. Uh, Made high horsepower, extra torque, uh, a pretty interesting engine. And then the other one was a 55 Chevy that was absolutely beautiful. And uh, uh, it looked all stock, uh, you know, whether it was or not, I'm not sure. But it had had the hubcaps, it had the wide, white tires, it had beautiful two-tone paint on it. It was a really nice car. So they did a nice job and uh, and, uh, got Tim's car squared away at the same time. So good. If you would like to join us and talk about your car and maybe problems you're having, you can give us a call at 781-837-4900 and we can talk to you about what's on your mind about cars. I'll be honest this week, I sort of took the week off a little bit. Um, I mentioned that I'm in Florida. Um, and we got down here. We got down here last week, and you know, to my wife's chagrin, if that's the right word, you know, after we got into our little tin shack here, um, you know, one of the first thing I did was hook up all my stuff and make sure I was going to be able to do the radio show last week. And this week was kind of catching up with different things around the house that you know needed to be caught up with. 
and you know fix this and fix that and you know help a neighbor with their things and whatever's going on so i um was a little lack on answering emails i usually try to answer them as soon as you know usually within the day i was a little bit lack on that so um lacks on that so i got that kind of taken care of i think so we're all up to date as far as that stuff goes um but again you can always send me an email if you have a question if you're listening live right now or you're listening later on the podcast it's jpaul at aaanortheast.com and next week I think next week might be the week, or maybe the week after. We're going to give away that gift certificate to the in-control driver training program that takes place up in Weymouth where you can learn how to safely drive your car and understand how anti-lock brakes work and understand how your eyes tend to point your car in the direction you're going in. So if you're focused on the big tree you're sliding into, you're going to hit it because your hands are going to follow where your eyes go. So you need to make a point of looking and steering where you want the car to go, things like that. So you'll learn a lot. It's about a four-hour long program. It takes place over at the former uh, uh, Weymouth Navy base over there. So you can uh, we'll give we'll give that away. I think uh, maybe Thanksgiving weekend. That, that might be a good time to do it. Uh, next week we're going to be talking to um, the folks from SeaTech. They're the mobile battery charger company uh, or battery maintainer company. They 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 have these really nice kind of high end battery maintainers are more computerized than some of the other ones that are out there um but they do a nice job in fact i was at a little um import shop not far from where i am right now and i noticed that they had some cars they were storing away for people and they had the c-tech battery chargers um boxed up and ready to go with each one of the cars that they were going to kind of put away for the the season so um you know, we'll do that. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, I think we're talking to uh, the folks from Empire Car Cover. Um, the essential theme here, putting away your car, covering it over, stuff like that. Um, so we're going to be talking to them about car covers. I've had good luck with their car covers. Uh, with the exception of um, uh, Hurricane Ian last year, I will admit the car cover came off, but it was a 150-mile-an-hour wind. So... Um, it came off. But uh, this year, Hurricane Idalia, Idalia, something like that, car cover was still on where I left it. So good. Um, so, uh, you know, we got, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up. And also just people's car problems. And again, if you have a problem with your car, you have a comment, you want to join, join the program, you, you have maybe that end of the season car show coming up that you either want to talk about because you're involved with it or you know about it and you say, hey, next Saturday there's going to be such and such going on, give us a call at 781-837-4900 and we'll talk about that. Uh, you can send me an email about it too, but I'd rather talk to you in person because sometimes I forget, honestly. Uh, somebody wrote in and says, I have a 2011 Hyundai Sonata. My car goes through a lot of oil. I'm basically adding 5 to 10 quarts of high mileage oil between filter changes. That's a lot of oil. Um, I've read articles and watched videos about this uh, about this issue. Uh, besides changing the PCV valve a few times, I've not done anything else uh, besides that. Uh, is there, what should I do? I've heard the engine has a lifetime warranty as long as the engine is clean inside. Well, there is a technical service bulletin that has to do with connecting rod failure on many models, and oil consumption is also pretty common. But the 
connecting rod failure is kind of the extended. Now, the paper warranty says with this it's good for 120,000 miles, I think. So they bumped it up a little bit. I've heard that uh, because of class action suits, it's basically a lifetime warranty. Um, but the oil consumption issue was something different. And that is something that was just the extent of that 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. What the dealer will first do, and unfortunately, you're out of warranty time-wise, unless the dealer can help you. What they'll do is they'll run this um, really sophisticated oil flush system through. And what it does is try to free up junk from the rings to try to get the rings to work the way they should and make a good seal. And that sometimes will reduce the, the oil consumption issue. But it needs to be done properly, and the failure of it is it doesn't always get done the way it's supposed to get done. So maybe it would work, but I think a lot of times they just give it a shot and don't get it done the way it's supposed to. Um, maybe that will work. Uh, a former coworker of mine had a Hyundai that was just out of the warranty, very similar to this, happened to be a Santa Fe, uh, was burning a ton of oil. They took it in. Uh, they ended up getting the engine replaced. I think I heard a phone call in the distance. I thought my phone was ringing first. Uh, no, you do have a phone call. And, and speaking of, of Hondas, um, uh, of relative of, of my partner Joel's, they have a, a Hyundai and same thing. They had just had to get an engine replaced, and I don't think it even had 60,000 miles on it. Yeah, there there are Yikes. there are some that um, you know, and and I own one of those cars where it was sort of funny that I ran some i i did a, a we have we have innova scan tools that's been on this program a few times and what their scan tool will do when you connect to their R repair solutions to program is it will tell you kind of what the next most critical thing that could possibly go wrong with the car oh, based wow. on history and apparently um i have a one in four chance of getting a new oh. engine in the oh. next 25,000 miles oh, no. it could be it could oh. be it could be but let's go to the yes, phone we have uh, we have tom in pembroke it's always good to talk to tom tom good morning hey john how are you good how are you all right speaking of the uh hyundai i had a friend i bought a brand new one and they try to sting you as long as I can. You know, we'll change the plugs, uh, keep an eye on the oil pressure, you know, until you yep. get rid of it or it's totaled or something. It's just a well, 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 they, they may, you know, somebody said that to me once. Uh, they're just trying to put me off long enough until either I get tired of them or I run into a deer. You know, so I said, <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe it's a combination of both. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he went through months and months, and he just traded in for Nissan or something. Yep. Yeah, um, my main reason for calling him, do you know any updates of the Sydney Starlink in Massachusetts? Um, not, you, you mean that they shut it off because of the right to repair stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, legally it doesn't seem feasible because, you know, it has the uh, emergency button you can push. Right. But it just says not subscribed or something. Uh, suppose yeah. you roll over or something in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, and that and that is you know, and that was. Uh, um, I haven't heard that Subaru is doing anything different. Um, I heard they just basically shut the service off. And then I also heard that the Attorney General's office was not happy with that answer, but I haven't heard it's gone anywhere after that. Acura did something kind of weird. Acura has their Acura Assist issue. And what they said was, if you allow us 
to sort of peek into your car from time to time um, will give you free maintenance for three years. So what they kind of said was if you sort of um, waive your personal rights, I guess, we'll give you free maintenance. And, you know, and I kind of look at my cell phone that I think, you know, I, I gave up my personal rights on my cell phone 10 years ago when I got it because it I'm willing to bet when we get off the, when we get off talking to each other I'll probably have a Subaru ad on my cell phone because we talked about <laughs> Subarus um, and so uh, but I haven't heard you know the last I heard was the Attorney General's office in Massachusetts was looking into it but I don't know that there's a way they can have half the system work and half the system not work uh, because of right to repair and it was kind of funny the right to repair stuff that AAA was behind 100%. Um, the DOT or National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said, you know, we don't agree with the opinion of Massachusetts' right to repair because of issues like this. But then all of a sudden they changed their mind. So I, I'm I'm a little confused about the whole thing as it goes anyway. So um, I think at this point, all you can do is, you know, call the 800 number for Subaru and say, hey, look, you know, I this was supposed to be something that came with my car for the first three years or whatever it was. Um, how do I get it turned on? Is there something that I can sign that says I'm okay with you, you know, peeking into my car from time to time with the telematics and knowing what's going on? Some of the test cars that I drive, it'll come right up on the screen. Um, your vehicle is being monitored by the vehicle manufacturer. And it just kind of lets you know that. And maybe that, that's something you can agree, you know, digitally agree to or not, and you'll be able to get the service that the car was supposed to come with. Yeah, I mean, can they do that remotely? Because no dealer wants to touch it, obviously. No, they, 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 because it's telematics, they should be able to do it remotely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing was, did you hear about Sullivan Tire? I'm sure you have. Yeah, the idea that the idea that they're uh, they're selling it off to their employees, which and I don't know how I don't know how that works exactly, but you know, good for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that and that doesn't surprise me somehow because you know, you know, four decades ago I worked for Sullivan Tire, and Sullivan Tire way back then had a Christmas plan, so a uh, uh, Christmas club. So, you know, you'd put a little bit of money in and for your Christmas club, so you'd have money saved away for Christmas, and Sullivan Tire would match the amount, whatever it was. And to this day, they still have a Christmas club. And the idea that they, they still kind of look at, even though they're a big, huge company now with, you know, a uh, you know truck retreading plant and, you know, and... Uh, you know, 90 locations or however many stores, they still have that sort of, you know, old man Bob Sullivan kind of look and feel to the place where, you know, they they still, you know, they still take care of their employees and, and you know, you know they started off in 1955, you know, out of that little one-bay garage in Rockland. And the idea yeah. that... They, they, the idea they expanded it and um you know the the family itself has had its share of tragedies too but you know uh bob sullivan and paul sullivan kind of the people you see most when you hear about the company the idea that they're going to stay on kind of as a board of directors sort of thing but the employees are going to own a share of the company i think that's pretty cool yeah now that's great isn't that yeah. headquarters still at that old place in rockland um, no, they're actually they're in uh, Norwell at the industrial park there, over behind the ninety nine. Yeah, but they but yeah. they still have they still have as far as I know, 
they still have that little office over there, you know, at that dead end street that goes down to the what would have been the back entrance of the Navy base, yeah. Yeah, yeah, someday it's gonna go yep. yep. or whatever. Yeah, yep. because yep. for the longest for the longest time they kept the little one bay garage just just you know because th- they liked it you know so it was it's and you know and for the people that you know for it's kind of funny I don't see those folks very often anymore but um, after COVID happened and people didn't you know different events didn't happen the way they. Sh- were before that i would still go to votex schools and and different events and i would run into sullivan tire employees that i worked with 40 years ago and the idea that they're still there i think is tells you a lot about their company and um and you know you know they have they have a big giant warehouse down in down in uh uh, I think it's Mansfield now. It's it's a huge, huge, huge place. Um, but the idea that they're the, you know that they're going to take care of their employees, I think, is nice to see. I know it's you know I was much happier to see that than you know have the company get sold off to you know Mavis or you know or one of those other big tire store chains. And I think they lose a little bit of their identity. And I think the idea of you know uh, Sullivan Sullivan Tire and Auto Care, you know. Being an employee-owned company is is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Firestone bought it, they just swallowed up and lived yep. them all. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Tom. All right, take care, Tom. Bye, bye. You too. If you want to join us, our phone number is 781-837-4900. I think we need to take another break. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening to 95.9 WATD. We'll be right back. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-hour 7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and rental cars, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com join. Hi, I'm Gene Ward with All Souls Church of Braintree. Please join us on Saturday, November 18th from 10 to 3 for the Dickens Festival Holiday Craft Fair. The Dickens Festival is a touchstone for the holidays that offers the gift of a traditional holiday experience filled with good cheer and good fun. We're located at 196 Elm Street in Braintree. For more information, please visit allsoulsbraintree.org or call 781-843-1388 and thank you. Hey there, folks. It's Quinn Kelly reminding you to tune in Sunday night at 5 for the South Shore's first voice in sports talk radio, the Sports Exchange. Unmatched coverage of local high school action as well as a relatable voice on all things Boston Pro Sports, we've got you covered live at 5 every Sunday night. Have a question for our host, miss last week's show, or just want to share a great sports story, you can find us on Twitter, at SE on WATD. But remember, mark your calendar, folks, and we'll see you Sunday night at 5 for the Sports Exchange on 95.9 WATD. Doctor program. 
Hey, Tim, what was that song? This song is Big Old Truck by Toby Keith. I, I was, I, it sounded like Toby Keith, but, uh, you know, I think my Toby Keith music is, uh, I think he uh, wrote a song called Santa's Got a Brand New Sleigh. Oh, I'll have to yeah, look for so, that one. So we'll, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, I mean, it seemed a little early for Christmas music to me, but, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, as we get, as we get near there, because I think, uh, I think uh, Christmas is on a Monday this year. So, yes, it is. So we'll have yeah. Have to play a whole bunch of Christmas Eve music. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, someone wrote to me a real simple question. They said, is there one leather cleaner for seats that you prefer over others? And um, I guess I'm a little bit of a Meguiar's fan. I've had good luck with all of their products. Um, Trim cleaner, um, tire cleaner. Uh, I don't have anything with leather interior. but I've had good luck with their product. Their their waterless car wash and wax, I think, is really good. If your car's not really dirty, if it's dusty dirty but not gritty dirty, um, a bunch of microfiber cloths, go out there, spray it on, wipe it off. Uh, it gives the car a nice little shine afterwards. It beads up the water. I think it does really well. So I would... I would think their leather, they have something called Ultimate Leather Detailer. I would think it's, I would think it would work good. Also, there's a product called, which I always thought was called Groits, which I guess is called Grio, G-R-I-O-T-S. They make a good product. It tends to be a little bit more pricey, but I think it works out well. Um, Somebody wrote to me and said, I have a uh, 2000. 20 Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. I'm confused on coolant change intervals. It all sits, seems all over the map. The plate on the inside of the hood says to change the battery inverter coolant for the first time at 150,000 miles. And to me, they say that seems excessive. Also, I was given a price from the dealer for approximately $530 for flush and fill for the radiator and inverter coolant, which also seems excessive. Can you clear this up? Well, according to the vehicle manufacturer, which is where I go to, um, according to the service table, the engine coolant, providing it's in good condition, not low, not dirty, still protect the engine in minus 34 degrees, is good for 100,000 miles. And the inverter coolant, which keeps the battery management system, battery stuff for the hybrid part of the car cool, is good for 150,000 miles. And then once you reach those numbers and I like to think every 10,000 miles is the equivalent of a year so you know basically 150,000 miles would be like 15 years 100,000 miles like 10 years you get it so um, in the engine coolant when the car gets to be 10 years old 120 months 100,000 miles whichever comes first change the engine coolant and then Toyota recommends do it every 50,000 miles or 60 months thereafter the hybrid drive coolant uh, the initial replacement is 150,000 miles or 180 months and then once you do that service you do it again every 50,000 miles and I guess the theory behind that is that as stuff starts to get old and starts to break down you need to make sure you get the fresh coolant in there to protect the engine the other thing is maybe you're not getting that full change so you're not replacing every single drop of it in there so as it starts to do whatever it does break down or whatever the case is you're putting fresh coolant in so there you go um, so real simple one. Somebody has a 1989 Toyota Corolla. They love the car. They never want to get rid of it. It's a station wagon. And in the snowy, freezing weather, which could happen tomorrow, um, 
the rubber around the door frame sticks to the metal, and when they try to open the door, they hear a ripping sound. That's not good. And the rubber ends up dangling down on the windows and comes off. Uh, they went to a mechanic. They glued it back in place or put it back in place. And he said uh, you should run a key along the edge of the door to kind of snap the rubber back in place. They, they said they're not really able to do that. Uh, but they also said they saw something about adding grease or something to the rubber. Um, not a good idea. Don't put grease on your car. Because you're going to put grease on the rubber stuff. It's going to stick to you and not get silicone spray. Go to your local hardware store or where, wherever you go. Go to your local hardware store. Get some silicone spray. Spray it all on the rubber surfaces. Everything that's rubber where the door touches, the body of the car, where the window touches, you know, everything. Spray silicone spray. Take a, a, a rag of some sort, microfiber cloth anything old towel then wipe off the excess but just leave a little bit of film on the rubber it won't transfer off to your clothes and it will what it the silicone does it displaces the water and then it keeps it from freezing so it makes it nice and easy see if we can squeeze one more in i have a 2012 crv it's got 70,000 miles on it i've never changed the spark plugs should i yes uh at that age, you know, at uh, 13, no, 10, 11 years old, I would definitely think about changing the spark plugs. Um, they've only been in there for 70000 They're typically good for 100000 But, again, using that age-to-mileage recommendation, I would want to take them out, see what kind of condition they're in, and uh, they'll give you also a little bit of an indication about the engine. Well, I want to thank our guest, Jay Conrick, for calling in from Boston Mobile Tire. If you want to have tires changed at your place of business, at your home, in your garage, wherever the case is, give Boston Mobile Tire a call. And I want to thank uh, Tim for filling in on today. Tim, thank you very much for being there and making everything work at your end. I appreciate that. And until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.